What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. How's it going? And to my left, my beautiful bride, Samantha What's White. What's up? Joining us today for our fun review of Overcooked 2. Ooh, ooh. In case you did not know, Team Chat Podcast is a weekly video game show where we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. You can find us across podcast services around the big world wide web, and you can then also watch each episode on either YouTube or Twitch. Sorry, though, last week, though, because it was all a, the soundtrack-centered episode. We didn't put that one on Twitch because I'm pretty sure Twitch would ban us. They have a little bit stricter rules about oh, all that stuff. Yeah, so I didn't put that one on there. So sorry. Got to watch it on YouTube. But uh, but anyway, if you want to get in contact with us, you can do that by sending us an email at teamchatpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as join our Discord server. The link for that is in the description below. And... What else is there? If you <laughs> want to support the show because you really love what we're doing, you can do that as well by going to patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast, where for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show. And in return, we will give you a cool perk, like getting the episode early and access to the, our, our private channel on our Discord server that is reserved for patrons only. The Rogues Gallery. The Rogues Gallery. Rogues Gallery. It's, fun to, it's a fun, fun time. But... That's all the housekeeping we have, but before we get to our topic, let's do some news. All right, we got a little bit of news floating around these days. So, coming soon in terms of gaming, on August 14th, we have Phantom Doctrine for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Also on the 14th, we have The Walking Dead, the final season, episode one, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. We also have World of Warcraft, Battle for Azeroth. Ooh, that big expansion. For PC, big expansion, also August 14th. And last one, August 14th. Cosmic Star Heroin for Switch. And then coming soon, we have Shenmue 1 and 2. God, I hope I said that right. On PS4, <laughs> Xbox One, and PC, August 21st. Also August 21, Guacamelee 2. I think you'd be pretty excited about that one. For I P- am. That one's going to be so fun. That one's only for PS4 and PC. Yes. Xbox and Switch uh, are not getting it yet. I would be really surprised if they don't port this to both of them. I can't remember now if... Guacamelee went to Xbox ever. I think I feel like it'll almost certainly go to Switch eventually because you know they're real big on those. It would be really good. And Guacamelee one went to uh, Vita. Oh, so I I would imagine they'll probably port to Switch. Yeah, it it seems like the kind of game that would do well on the Switch. So Guacamelee two, PS4 and PC, August twenty first. Oh. And that's it. Oh, but we do have a couple of uh, news and factoids floating around. Uh, Just recently, EVO 2018, Evolution 2018, the big fighting game tournament in Las Vegas just wrapped up, and part of that was a bunch of reveal trailers for respective games. So we know that Dragon Ball Fighters is getting a new character who I did not recognize, and I have no idea who they are. Oh, it was like uh, it almost—it looked like Frieza, but not really. Like it had the white and purple palette. I don't know. It's somebody. They look cool. Just great. Uh, and then in Tekken 7, which has seen a really nice resurgence in the Tekken community in the past year that we've had our hands on it on console and PC, mm-hmm. uh, they are getting in the new season pass. Anna Williams is back in action. I know you don't know who that is or no. care, but I'm really excited. <laughs> no. And I know that Bro Mogan is also really excited to see Lei Wu Long is back in the mix. Uh, plus, Negan from The Walking Dead. That is was gonna, so weird. That's bizarre. Like, of all the crossovers. So bizarre. And I feel like, well, they already got Noctis from Final Fantasy 15. But that makes sense. No, it doesn't. Kind of. It really doesn't. <laughs> but anyways. It makes more sense than Negan. So It does make more sense than Negan. Yeah, you're right. Um, so anyways, Tekken 7. Being its classic crazy self as always, and just getting better all the time. Nice. And then, what did 
you remind me of before we started? So there are actually a couple of things. Another one that I thought of, speaking of fighting games, there was also the Nintendo Direct all about Smash, mm. which they gave a lot more details about that. We we're we not going to spend the time going into all of that stuff here, but they did announce new fighters such as the Belmont Brothers from right. Castlevania, uh, Simon and Richter. Richter, Richter. yes, Simon and uh, And then the one I'm super pumped about, King K. Rule from Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> like, that's going to be badass. Uh, he looks looking to be my new main. All right. <laughs> That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Uh, and then uh, was there another? Oh, maybe another Fire Emblem Heroes uh, person, I believe, was yeah, was added so. into. But I don't remember which one it was for sure. And then, other than that, we did get a brand new fresh look at some f- actual gameplay from Red Dead That's 2. That's right. That's what I could which, remember. Oh, my God. That game looks beautiful. I, I like this is, this is uh, my... Tekken for you, yeah. so I don't really know much about it, nor do it I just especially looks, care. But Rockstar is claiming I'm that happy for you. Rockstar is claiming <laughs> that Red Dead Two is going to redefine gaming and stuff, and so obviously redefine just show gaming, yeah. all of gaming. Dude, that kind say. of terminology they are setting themselves up for like vicious a massive failure. victory. Yeah. I know, yeah. oh, but God. no. So anyway, it just looks beautiful it, from all the different landscapes that you're going to get to go, and it really goes into all the different how they work with the combat, your relationship with your horse. Uh, <laughs> that is the one thing that I do care about. Yeah. Relationship there you go. With the horse. You'd love that in That's Legend important. of Zelda Breath exactly. of the Wild. So yeah. you should love it in Red Name Dead. Name your horsey speckles. Yeah, I could do that. Okay, good. You can do all that <laughs> different stuff. But anyway, it looks great. Also, this last week was QuakeCon 2018 up in Dallas. Oh, and so uh, nice. Bethesda put off their put on their big show there where they talk about all their recent projects. Saw more gameplay of Rage 2, which I'm getting more and more excited about. Looks like a really fun time. We also they also gave more information on Fallout 76, a game that people care about also coming out. But the, <laughs> the big news, obviously, is we got some solid gameplay from Doom Eternal and Ah oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Now remind me, is this just uh is this an expansion or is this a the Brand new, new game. game? Sequel. Doom Eternal. Sequel, okay. it was, and they showed off all these different like combat mechanics that you're gonna have. They've showed the upgrades to the Doom Slayer armor. You have like this uh, built-in blade that a lot of people were comparing to, like the Predator. You've got like a rocket built-in rocket launcher above your shoulder that can be like a flamethrower or nice. rocket launcher. <laughs> uh, all, you, there, it showed off a ton of the different new enemies that you're gonna fight. All these different demons, but the best part is that at the very end of the trailer, they showed off this big, uh, I think it's the arch vial is what the demon was called, it walks out of this doorway, and then you fucking pull out a sword. A goddamn energy sword, and I about lost my shit. Do you it mean a amazing. lightsaber? No, it looks like, it kind of honestly looks like the energy sword from Halo. No, I mean, like oh, the same kind of blade. right. Like it has a hilt, and he activates it, and it like shoots out this beam ah, that looks like, gotcha. this, oh my god, I lost it. It was so cool. It was so cool. But anyway, so those are some big things coming out. Obviously, we still don't know when uh, Doom Eternal is going to be hitting consoles and computers around everywhere. But uh, Red Dead 2, though, is still slated for October 26th, I believe. So hopefully no more delays there. I do hope that Doom Eternal will launch on all consoles at the same time. Like, put it on everything. Oh, it is. Like, Switch. It it will launch on Switch this time. Okay, cool. Awesome. And all that. So they did announce different stuff like that. But that's all the news, all the big things from this week that I really wanted to feel like talking about. Anything else? No. Do you want to talk about how much you've been playing Donkey Kong and failing it? Oh, yeah. So I'm still trying to beat Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Got to the very last, I'm on the last boss. Uh, I tweeted about this the other night because I was playing it in bed. Uh, Just thought I'd be like, play a few times, hopefully try to knock this guy out before I go to sleep. I killed (laughs) my Switch battery. It still hasn't beat him. Still haven't beat him. Recharged it up, tried again. No. I've probably died 70 times trying to beat this boss. Why? He is so hard. All right. After we are really meticulous. Yeah, Sam tried. After we're done wrapping up, I want to see you try to fight him. I want to see what what the situation is. It doesn't look that hard. You just have the timing is 
ridiculous. Like hmm. your timing has to be just spot on, and it gets he gets faster and faster in his in his movements. And so you and so even if you get like the first couple parts, I'm pretty good at. I can usually get to those. But now I'm like trying to get where I'm getting good at like his final set of moves and all that. And oh, that's what's gotcha. just kicking my ass right now. I it's gotcha. ridiculous. But yeah, Sam witnessed me lose my <laughs> lose my cool the other day so while funny. playing. So <laughs> freaked out. Uh, it was it was a bad time. But another game though. Transitioning right in, rolling into this that Sam and I have been playing a lot is Overcooked Two. Overcooked, and our two. main topic We've of been today's waiting. episode. And this is a game that just came out. Just came like, out last. It's Tuesday. been out a week as of as of this uh, recording. It <laughs> when you're hearing this, uh, but yeah, so it's been out a week, and so we really feel like we've talked about we've talked about the different parts of Overcooked One a couple times on the show. You know, we've brought it up a little bit here and there, uh, but we kind of feel like you need to have an understanding of what that game is before you can understand the changes to the new one. So briefly. Sam, how would you describe Overcooked? Because you haven't played, right? I've never played Overcooked. I would really like to. It's just so simple and fun. Well, you should buy it because you can play online now. Can you really? Oh, that's Overcooked 1, you can't. But Overcooked 2, you can. Oh, it's very fun. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buy it on the PS4 because that's what we got. Oh, I would have assumed that you got it for Switch. I thought about it, and maybe if it goes on sale on Switch, I'll buy it there too, just because that would be cool to have a mobile version of it. But uh, but yeah, for now, we got it on PS4. Good to know. And it's only. One, silly, yeah, right? it's only twenty bucks. To buy it twice? No, not really. It sounds like a fine idea. I bought a lot of games more than <laughs> once. Uh, but uh, but yeah. So oh, so basically, yeah, it is this this super simple thing with all these different. Uh, the the main thing is that you're just you play as chefs. You have these recipes that you have to cook. You're in a kitchen, and you basically are on a you know. In the first one, you're basically on timer, and you had to be try to get as many orders out as you could. But obviously, if you put say put meat in a pan that if you leave it in the pan too long, it's going to burn and then catch the kitchen on fire. The fire oh will then spread. Oh God. Uh, you have like, what were some of the recipes in the first one that you had burgers? They were pretty, well, it tacos. started out basic. At first you make salad, yeah. which is just like a chopped up lettuce and tomato. No, no ratatouille. Aww. Um, tacos, pizza. Pizzas were fun. Love making pizzas. Uh, so there weren't I'm that blanking. many. There, no, there, there weren't. There it weren't was pretty many. basic. So the restaurant you're running is like an all-American style. Well, it depends. Bit of everything. Sometimes yeah. you're on like a ship. Yeah. Oh. Sometimes you're on ice. They have different. What? Yeah. It's, oh, they, fish and chips. Fish that and chips. That was fun. Yes. That was fun. Uh, Soup. And, <laughs> and so the main thing of that one is this like spaghetti monster was attacking the, the town. Well, the, the story doesn't matter. Yeah. And the <laughs> Onion King sends you back in time to learn how to cook to be able to fight, to be able to have be prepared enough that you can uh, quench the bursts hunger. The beasts. I, hunger. I, I Honestly, I didn't know that. Wait, okay, so, so put, a, put a pause on this. That's so in the first one, though. The premise of Overcooked is that at the beginning of the game, you apparently live in like a food-related kingdom. Yes, the Onion King and is And you your, don't know how to your, cook. And the, and the king, the Onion King, yes. sends you and your team yes. back in time because a spaghetti monster is attacking the kingdom. Because the game starts, the first level of the game is like the tutorial is you learning how to do recipes and trying to beat the spaghetti monster, but you're not quick, good enough on your feet. You're not quick enough. So to be he able has to, make to all- send you back in time to practice yes. to and come then the back. the last level is feeding the spaghetti wow. monster. Yes. It's kind of, That's, I mean, it's a funny twist. I also, you guys, would, none of that matters. It doesn't matter I, because I all the, that. yeah, because all you're doing is again, you're just trying to cook. But the nice thing, also, so, the Onion King has a sidekick that's a little dog named Kevin. Just barks yeah 
And, Kevin's and like in the, in the final in the final level, Kevin flies a helicopter that support that holds the uh, like this platform that has all your ingredients that you use and all this oh, other stuff. Oh, thanks, Kevin. <laughs> so, but you know, so in the very first one, you had like basic controls of you could you could hit circle and you would zip around. You could like have a little boost to go faster. Um, yeah, you pick up, you set down, you chop. Yeah, that's it's very, about all you very do. Very simple. And then the the to keep things interesting, the kitchens had some. Uh, like sometimes, like a, a, the where your cutting boards would move to a different part of the kitchen. Your oven would move to a different part of the kitchen. Like or like you'd be blocked off around. from things. Yeah, like, like a if center you didn't, line would like spin. Yeah, so if you didn't plan it right, you could be cut off. Where like everything you're cooking is over here, and you can't get to it. So then it all could burn, catch, catch on, fire. on fire, different things like that. So and and so basically, then Overcooked Two. Oh, and then as you go, you can unlock different chefs. So you can use oh, okay. like like my favorite is I've named him Skippy the raccoon because he's a raccoon <laughs> he's in a wheelchair in a wheelchair. I will look up Skippy. I'm sure that's not his that's name. That's not but his name. I Just do like overcooked raccoon chef. Overcooked raccoon. Also, chef. it's what was on Jared's birthday cake this year because his Aww. birthday party was overcooked. Thing. That's right. But uh, so anyway, I obviously play as an orange cat. Yes, she has not named her cat. No. I guess it's Henry. It's oh, just, he's no, cute. it's not Henry. He's yeah. a cat. He His doesn't even cat. have legs. I mean, none of them do. <laughs> they all just no. like kind of like float. Oh, they look like weebles. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. But uh, but anyway, so Overcooked Two basically takes that exact same platform, but they have t- put in so many more uh, changes and refinements. I guess would be the best way to put it. So the first one is actually glitchy a lot. Yes, we would have all kinds of glitches where you would set something down, and then for whatever reason, you couldn't pick it back up. Or the game would not to, let you pick it back up. It was just stuck there. Yeah, or it would be hard to put something down where you wanted it to. Like how many times we were trying to put it like in a pot. Yeah. Or and sometimes and too there miss. would be like these weird. You have to combine ingredients obviously into the final thing, and sometimes you would like accidentally put something. I don't know. We just ran into a lot of different issues. Yeah. With weird glitches. To, yeah. Weird things like that. And so far, or we like you really, could put food out of reach somehow, and then you couldn't get back to it. Yeah. Weird huh. stuff like kinda, that. Kinda but odd. that was all from Overcooked 1. Yes. Yeah. And that's not a current problem in Overcooked 2 as no, far it's as much we more did experience our first glitch last night, but yeah. I think it was a fluke. We hadn't seen any gl- any other glitches. Because okay. one of the things that they added in with this one to add a little bit more diversity into your moves and you know, a little more uh just a new gameplay is that they they threw in that you can throw ingredients and stuff to each Which other. Which is very fun. Because now there are some kitchens that have like a, uh, like a, like one of them is these two rafts. You're floating down a river and these two rafts what? that move. And so you're like throwing ingredients to each other so you can, uh, so somebody can cook, can cut it, then you can throw it back, you know, get all this other stuff. That uh, sounds like But also it's not, it's not like promise that where you throw it is where you want it to go. So sometimes yeah. you'll just throw stuff like into the void. And you have oh, to go get you new miss ones. And something that sounds like, that. like incredibly bad kitchen design, but incredibly <laughs> fun gameplay. Well, yeah, it is. And so that's the big, the biggest things about this one. The new things is they did add new kitchens, new recipes. There are a ton more recipes yeah. this time. We've um, made sushi. Yeah. Ooh, what's uh, their spaghetti? French cuisine like? We Lots got of that pasta. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, we've made ch- uh, chicken nuggets and French fries. Yeah. That's just fun. Um, we have. Have we done burgers yet? I don't know. Because we haven't beat the game yet. We no. will go ahead and say that. We're we about are halfway. There are six worlds. We are in world four. Uh, so we're pretty far. And w- once we do beat the game, you know, we can do a final, like, here's what the final battle was like. Because in this one, you, uh, the Onion King unearths, which I thought was a fun nod to the Evil Dead. He unearths the Necronomicon. I don't that, know what that is means. really funny. The book in the Evil Dead, but that, they're called that Unbred. Un- yeah, the Unbred. Wait, it's so you zombies. zombie toast? You consider that a shout out to the Evil Dead? Yeah, because of the book that they use is the ne- Necronomicon. That's fascinating because the ne- the Necronomicon is from H.P. Lovecraft. 
Oh, okay. We'll see. I only know. So that must be where Evil Dead got That's it from. Really, I haven't really it, it read anything H.P. Lovecraft. H.P. Lovecraft is the guy that thought of the Necronomicon as like a fake book of all like otherworldly evil. Oh. So the more you know, that's really... There the Today more, I learned. I feel like I've learned something about yeah. you today. So anyway, so, you, so that's the thing of this one is that you're going to have to eventually battle, I guess, the undead toast. Um, oh, okay. That's really funny. Yeah, it is. Really <laughs> so funny. it's like a piece of zombie toast. Yeah, yeah. Basically. or like it's called the unpresses. Lots oh of God. them. Okay, that is really <laughs> funny. <laughs> it's a lot of good stuff. Uh, and then they also have new chefs. If you pre-order the game, like we did, you were able to unlock five exclusive chef skins. One was Ooh. like a unicorn, uh, a an new old cat, person, an old person. Yeah, which is funny. Uh, and a monkey and stuff like that. I think so. Yeah, and um, a new cat. Oh, hello. You yeah, didn't I, mention I, I the, the, the only one that matters. Now I can be a calico cat or an orange cat. I want to be the calico and a mouse. Very cute. I think. Oh, and a mouse. Yeah, so lots of different stuff. They're pretty cute. Is um, something green? An alligator, maybe? I think so. Or maybe there was an alligator in the first one. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, but anyway, so lots of different new things like that to do, which the new kitchens even, because now they've not only have they had the new kitchens, which have uh, – they have their standard one, like you're in a restaurant and you have like, or one that we were playing last night is the, there was a street and you had to cross the street and cars would go by and you and hit, hit you. by the cars and, you and die. die. So you had to frogger it over. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. That's hilarious. It's a ton of fun stuff. And um, the only real, um, something we didn't talk about in the first one is that the only real like bad guys in the kitchens per se are that there's one where there's like flames for whatever reason. And if mm-hmm. those hit you, you die. Or there's some where there's little mice that run around and they'll pick up your food and steal it. Those bastards. Yeah. And you have to like run up to them and smack them. Yeah, that's pretty fun. <laughs> or you can steal the food back from them. Yeah. That kind of thing. We but, haven't um, really seen anything like that. I haven't seen any rats thing. yet. Uh, Other but than the cars that hit you, which we, again, the just cars, last night, which there was, was one where, these, where it was like you were, t- you were cooking at like a construction site and the construction workers would come and like, they were like, all, your cooking stations with these four pallets basically. And the construction workers would come up and push them and rotate them and move them in all of your ways. So the kitchens are all, are in these, the kitchens change so much more than they did yeah. in the group one, which is good. It, I feel like that keeps everything fresh. You know, it, it gives you much more to learn because I mean, we're seasoned pros at Overcooked at this oh, point. Oh yeah, like we blew it, through worlds. The Se- first one, seasoned, man, I didn't even plan that. Seasoned pro, man, that's a good one. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like we, we beat it multiple times. We beat it multiple it's times and all easy. the DLC for it. Um, and then and so we blew through worlds one and two pretty much no problem. Yeah. Um, and so now we're starting to get to the stuff that is like a lot harder, and we're not three starring on the very first try and all that. Um, so I do feel like I have a little bit of confusion about what you mean when you say the kitchens move. Like so do po- you mean that the actual pieces of your kitchen will move around yes. as you're... Like, so you'll like put a pizza yeah. in the oven and then the oven... But, I mean, it's usually why? like a set time just to make it harder. Yeah. Like the whole kitchen will shift around. So then you have to realize that the oven went over here. So you have to go over there to get it out before it burns. But it does give you a timer to let you know when things. No, are no not really. No. There's sometimes a sign I mean, it, like things will shake or something. But yeah. Or like the construction one he was saying, you'll see the construction workers walk over to the pallet and they'll move that. Well, like huh. with the cars, there was a traffic light. And it would be red, oh, green, gotcha. yellow. And when it was green, obviously cars were going to start coming. That's so there are different things. Also, some it, of them, it's important to say that those cars were hauling ass and they yeah. were going to hit you every time, probably. Yeah. Jar- Jarrett died quite a few times. Yeah. It was like rough. with the whole plate of food ready to take it. And you lose the to food. To turn it in. You can't just like run out to the street die. and grab the food again and go. Like you have to remake that You have to remake dish. the whole thing. And so not only, <laughs> are you on a, funny, not only are you on a timer on each kitchen, like you, I think it's like three minutes, I, I want to say, like per that. kitchen, but each recipe is on a timer as well. Oh. And so you can lose a recipe. And if you lose a, lose a recipe, then you lose 10 points from your score. But the faster you're able to get recipes out gives you a tip amount, so extra uh-huh. points. And in this one, a new added thing they did is if you made the recipes in the order, because at the top of the screen is the row of all the recipes that you have to make. If you make them in order, it gives you a tip multiplier. 
So you huh. can because you're not always making the same thing. Right. So in one level you might be making sushi, but sometimes the sushi needs fish and sometimes it needs a cucumber. So you have to kind of pay attention to okay, the I actual gotcha. recipes. All the different stuff. So it sounds really complicated, but it's not actually. Once I feel you like get we're just the, terrible at explaining it. Once you get into the the swing of doing it, it's it's one thing, but I mean the first I remember when we played Overcooked One the very first time, like it was very much just like kind of all over the place. And oh we, yeah. We were scrambling and just like, wait, what are we doing? And sometimes even now we have to play a kitchen once and be like, uh, uh, to understand how the kitchen works. Right. And then start over. And cause now not only can you throw stuff in these and then some of the levels now have like these teleporting things. Like one had, oh, that was a fun. Talk it had like two lower sections and then a higher section and a chasm in between or in between the two lower sections so you couldn't walk there you had to teleport up into the middle section but you don't want to spend the time to teleport into the middle section and teleport to the other side so you want to take stuff up drop it for the other person to come up grab and take down to their side because it's normally like usually how it goes is um, they usually set it up for two people to like all the ingredients will be over here with the chopping board so one person obviously does that job and then over the cooking will like, happen over here, and then the turning the the dishes in will happen over here. And then on some kitchens too, depending on how what level of complexity, you sometimes have to wash your dirty dishes. <laughs> so you should have to do that just every time. All these things. So there, so <laughs> I don't know so, how yeah. they pick when you have to wash dishes and when you don't. Actually. I think it just depends on what they have because I mean, like. Maybe they feel if you're trying to build or cook all these recipes while going down rafts on a river and you're throwing things back and forth, adding in doing the washing dishes, washing yeah. dishes, yeah, it just seems like a little too much. I guess on the levels where you don't have to wash dishes, dishes just appear. Yeah. Oh, huh. So you still only have like three plates. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. But they'll just pop up. Yeah. Okay. So again, this sounds really complicated. Like there's a lot. To I mean, it. maybe there's it is really more complicated not. than we than we think it is. I mean, it's maybe quite you're simple. just so used to it that it doesn't seem complicated yeah. to you. It, it, but I mean, it's a great thing too. I will say, when we did play Overcooked One at my party, having four people instead of just two, like it was a little, it seemed a little crazier. Oh yeah, it's totally different. Yeah. So is that the maximum amount of players that can play in a single kitchen at a yeah, time? Is four. four. Okay. Yeah. Well, and there's actually also, um, I think they call it versus. There's another type that we haven't really done much because it sucks and we're not great at it, where there's four chefs, but only two people. So you have to control two chefs. So essentially like the trigger switches which chef you're using. Okay. But it's, we just have not gotten the hang of it. it, it, Because it's hard enough sometimes doing it with just trying to control your one chef. But then when you're trying to have this chef run up here and chop, and then you switch off of him to have your other chef go pick up ingredients to bring to the one to chop, it just, it's like... Well, and in the first one... Everything you, by two, and it's so hard. There was no marker to let you know which chef you were being at the time. Oh. But in the second one, they added like a little, almost like a swoosh type of line thing so yeah. that it shows okay. you when you change from this one to this one, this line happens. Just to give you the visualization. Yeah. It's interesting because that mechanic is extremely familiar to anyone that has played Pikmin's two or three. Mm-hmm. Because it's kind of almost a similar type of resource and time management game, which Overcooked 2 sounds like it's a little along those lines. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can switch through multiple... (laughs) Did you just hit your kneecap? (laughs) I'm okay. I'm okay. All right, Sam's okay. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like it might actually be a little bit interesting for someone who likes Pikmin. Yeah. What is that? that. Maybe I need to play that. Pikmin's the best game of all time. What is it? What do you do? Well, it's really old by now, but um, we'll we'll talk about it later. There'll be more. There'll be more, but no, it does sound like something you would enjoy, actually. I do really love Overcooked. Um, but yeah, so Overcooked, let me see. This one I, I like and Trophy Hunters will like because unlike Overcooked 1, this one does actually have a platinum trophy. Oh, the okay. First, the first Overcooked, it had several trophies. Like you could get all the trophies and you would get a trophy for completing the game, but for some reason they didn't just add the extra platinum one. I don't know why. <laughs> but 
one downside to this that uh, I saw uh, Greg Miller, he pointed it out, he tweeted about it, that I, and then it's from our own gameplay, I've seen it too. Even though Sam has signed in in her own PlayStation Network account, I'm the only one getting trophies. That's Even, really weird. Yeah. It's okay, I don't care. You guys. I mean, I she doesn't care about them, but like, but if, that if seems you were like playing with somebody... it might be a glitch. So Why far. Do I mean, that? I don't know if they'll like patch it or something later, but for right now, yeah, it's only the person who's like the owner well, of the session. But you don't, when you play, you w- totally work as a team. You do, but in the... I don't have different accomplishments than you do. Right, but that's what I'm saying. So you, so if you did care about getting trophies... Oh, because you're collecting the trophies like as your username? Yes. Oh. So it's, so it's not tied. So you're, even though, yes, you're helping me get those trophies, you're not, your profile doesn't So if credit. we played with me as player one, would I be collecting the trophies? Yes. Uh-oh. So, See, that seems real bizarre. Uh-oh. Our second playthrough then... When we go back, we'll just I switch it and play on one. your profile. Yeah. No, I don't care. I don't need the trophies. That's <laughs> but, dumb. Uh, but anyway, so it's cool they have the platinum, but yeah, that's a weird, like, uh, I mean, kind of like a... I mean, if you're both playing the game at the same time and you both have PSN accounts, both of you should be getting the trophies. Now, I don't really know, though, weird. I don't know if that works over online play. So, like, oh. if you if we were to play together, I don't know if you would be able to get trophies because you're playing. I don't know how that works. That's a good question. So, we'll have to, we'll have to, you'll have to buy it so we can try it out. Okay. Do some investigative okay. journalism. I here. gotcha. Investigative journalism. I like the sound of that. Can you play with multiple online players at a time? Mm-hmm. So, like, when Michael bought it, could we play the four of us? Yeah, yeah we probably could. Yeah. That's fun. Have we you guys played on online with old Michael? Your Not yet. He hasn't bought it yet. We actually oh. played with him played last, last night. night for yeah. the first time. Oh. He came over last night and we were playing it through playing through it a little bit more. And we didn't he didn't bring his uh controller, so we didn't really get in the groove. But with the first one, when the three of us would play, it was very much like a Gordon Ramsay style kitchen. Like we were yelling <laughs> at each other, we were at each other's throats. It got very hateful. We would have to take pauses to kind of take a deep breath. So very like not Great British baking show, but oh, way no, no, more no, no, like no. Hell's Kitchen. Yes, <laughs> yeah. very much so. But it's exactly. still it's still so much fun though. Like, oh yeah, even because you get at each other, but it, it's also sl- like yeah, you get frustrated, but it's also in jest with each other. You know, you're just like yeah. Well, we haven't. You can well, do I mean, it again, there were certain you know? levels that we would have to play like twenty and thirty times to beat. Yeah, because the le- the later levels in Overcooked One did get pretty complex. Yeah, like there were ones in space, and so like there was this one that like. There were the four, there's like this outer ring and you were all in the, the center thing and the outer ring, Almost you would like have to pods. rotate it. Like different pods. Which would contain different ingredients or like where you would deliver the food or where you would wash plates. So you'd have to go to, you know, rotate it. But you could it. only have access to one at a time. Yeah. You have to rotate it, get stuff out of that one that you needed, rotate again, get more stuff. And so like. Oh, wow. And it, it got gets, really complicated. Yeah, that complicated. sounds complicated. <laughs> and it would sometimes take you a few rounds to figure out how to best use the kitchen. It could be tricky. Maybe we just didn't get there yet. Yeah. Into. Um, another thing that what they have in two is they they added in that if you do if you complete certain criteria in previous maps in previous in the world you will unlock a secret Kevin level, which Kevin! is like a, a challenge level, uh, which we've done a few of those a couple of those and those are pretty fun. There's nothing special about them though. It's no, just it's just extra another like, little extra thing, which I'm sure it, again for people who are getting trophies, there's a trophy for it at the after like you green finish all star levels from Mario Galaxy. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, the, so the only other thing really at this point, though, that we don't like is that to go in between each level, it opens you up into a map and you drive to each new kitchen. In the first one, it really was that. You, Which, to be honest, is entirely pointless. It, I mean, it's just like in Mario, the old Marios where you go and like select your the new stage. Or well, something but like in that. the original Mario, there is no map. You just... You just go stage to stage. Yeah. Stage. No, yeah. So. Um, and then... But in this one, so in the first one, Overcooked One, you literally just like drove from kitchen to kitchen to kitchen, and there was a little hut at the end where you talk to the Onion King again, and then you would go to the next world and you would go down the line and all that stuff. This one, 
adds in some extra features to it that are just kind of pointless. Huh. Like it, you, there are some, like it has different levels of terrain. Like you, like one kitchen is a hot air balloon. So you have to like drive to the sky basically, <laughs> but you have to find this switch to hit that will then raise the ramp. That's not really hidden. That's just, not hidden. You, you just, just have to drive to for it, like four seconds, click it, oh. and then you go back. But so, so I don't understand why finishing the previous kitchen doesn't automatically raise the thing. Yeah, it's a, weird a small feature. little thing that's just like, why is that necessary? That seems like more of an annoyance than anything. Yeah, yeah kind of. Oh, I got you. And then it, they don't have the huts at the end. You have to go back to the main castle to get to the next world to talk to the Onion King. Also, it didn't tell us that. You just guessed. Yeah, that's we had to figure what it out because it didn't yeah. show. We really? finished the first world. It was and weird. It didn't. I just want to cook. Damn it! I don't need all these little random bullshit things. <laughs> yeah, I don't like stuff like that either. It drives yeah. me crazy. It just wastes time. So that's really the only thing, though. Like, I can't think of anything else that we really didn't like, haven't liked about the no, game. No, I, I mean, loved it. it. I'm obsessed. I want to play it forever. Yeah, I mean, it's still overco- the overcooked we know and love, just with new things. And the first game, we really did, other than just the random glitches, like nothing in the first game that we were mad no. or didn't like either. I mean, clearly we loved it. We kept playing it over and over and over How many and times over. do you think we played? And like three-starred everything. How many times do you think we did that? Three or four. Yeah. Probably. It, 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 main game and all the extra stuff that they released later, because the first yeah. one had, had like a summer a summer uh, DLC where you cooked like tacos and different stuff like that. And then they had uh, a festive seasoning is what they called it, which where it was like Christmas and snow themed oh, and stuff like that. Oh, that's funny. So. I do have two questions. Yes. So my first question is, if you don't have a particular online friend in mind that you want to play with, does it have like a random matchmaking system? Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. And we tried you, that once, but it was the first night and we were I think we were like, the only people playing it. Yeah. We waited for a few minutes and nobody showed up. So if you do matchmake, can you talk to the other person if you're on mics? I don't know yet. Actually, I would imagine if you made like a party and stuff like that, that you could. There is a new feature. So in the first one, um, you can, I don't remember what button it is, but a button that you really don't ever need to use will show like little cuss words. It shows like little symbols and stuff in the sky and they kind of go like, so they're obviously yelling and cussing. That's hilarious. And this one calls it emote. Instead. Oh, okay. And you gotcha. can pick different emotions. And we finally figured out that's what it's for, for when you're I playing see. with somebody so that for, you aren't in the okay. same room with. Yeah. What, like the ping wheel on Overwatch. I yes. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because you can say like, okay, great. Cooking. We'll get it next time. Preparing. Yeah, washing up. Yeah. Gotcha. Which, what's the one I can't that you imagine your, you would use that. I mean, a lot of people would. Um, oh. What is the, what's the one that you found though that with the cat where your cat makes a funny face? Like, oh, he, he looks says, disappointed. well, at the end of the level, you can say like, you can say, like, way to go. We did it. Okay. But there was also one that said something about next time. Like, yeah, we'll, get we'll get it, get it next, next time. time. And the cat all of a sudden goes. He just, like, glares. And then he back. just slow yeah. glares at you. Yeah. That's Because really the rest fun. of the time, you know, the chefs are just, like. Happy. Yeah, all the time. It's pretty funny. Just loving cooking. So my follow-up question is, what's the value of single player in Overcooked? We haven't really done that. I haven't really done it. I believe it gives you two chefs, though, that you have to work with. Oh, so, yeah. so even if you were on single player, you would still have to control two chefs. Yeah. yeah. So probably, okay. honestly, playing it co-op is probably a little easier than yeah. what than playing it by and yourself. And I'm interested to try that because this is a game that I would for sure play on my own. Yeah. When you... Because I think I want to play it more than you want to play it, probably. I mean, I love The first one, there were definitely times I wanted time, to play and my, you were over I was over very it. happy that Overcooked 2 was coming yeah. out because I was like, I was like, we're so good at these levels. Now. <laughs> we're so good we're at just, this. I mean, like, it, but to play by yourself wasn't fun because you had to control two I people, see. which yeah. is just too much. We've just played, been playing so much to prepare for this review that you know we had to, we've been only time for co-op. And then, yeah, we got. We'll have to try we decided it we wanted to clean. So, so really, your consensus then is that it's probably not a good game if 
you don't have someone to play co-op with. It'd be more, it just would be more, I mean, it's a fun game. You would still have fun. It's just more fun. Like um, Also, I, maybe it's not that hard to control. We haven't really tried it a whole lot. Yeah. It just kind of immediately was frustrating, so we didn't really do it. Gosh, yeah. yeah. On either the original Overcooked or this one. Like, we just didn't, we legitimately, I don't think either of us have played it by ourselves. Mm-mm. Just how we want to play it, you know? Just yeah. want to play it together. We just like playing together. <laughs> oh, how sweet. But yeah, so it's uh, it's great. Any th- anything else about it that you can really think about? What would you what would you rate it? A million out of a million. A there million we go. out of a million. Official team chat score. A million she out of a million. She could have just as easily said one out of one or ten out of ten, but a but million out of a million. On a scale of zero to any Mario game that I love, it would be any Mario game that I love. Wow. Okay. That's a that's, that's a much, high rating. I like that rating. Sam loves you know Mario I love games. Mario. I she like that comparison. Mario. Yeah. Yeah. Had that little bit of, that tidbit about the first the first games, but not me and not having a map to go through. I didn't know that. Oh. Earlier. Well, yeah, you do the like the one that you play on the. I know, Game but Boy? I don't. I haven't played that one. There's as much. no map. Oh, see, the next level just like pops up, right? Am I? No, I mean, it shows that you. So- that sounds right now that you say it. It shows you like the tube when you do the secret things to pick which world you want to go to. Right. But no, there's no map. Interesting. Interesting. I didn't remember that. Knowledge. We're all learning something today. We're all learning stuff today. Okay, but I I'm not over that it's called the Necronomnomicon. <laughs> I know, it's That's great, right? Oh, you'll really have to, funny. We'll have to at least show you so you can see the oh, unbred. That is it's yeah. pretty cute. Oh, it's so funny. Let's I play really like the like tutorial that. and stuff. Yeah, like you should that. play a little. Yeah, yeah we I, that. I, that would be really fun. Um, but yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up what we were going to talk about with Overcooked 2. It's great. It's a fun, super fun uh, co-op game to play with your friends. Play it online now, which we do Oh yeah, come play it online with us. Yes, we'll do, add it to our TCG. We'll kill you because we're really good. <laughs> we'll kill you because we'll we're really good. We'll kick your ass. Okay. Fight more. We will do it though. Don't, don't challenge us. We're Actually, very do. good. We want to be challenged. Game? <laughs> it is. But, we're an unbreakable you know, team. I know. That's what it's Oh like. yeah, wait. How does that? Wait, because so if you, you have versus online, it, it, ha- it lets you do, because now with this one, you can either do local versus, you can do online versus. Oh, so if you had four like people, you but play, you still wanted to do versus, two yeah. of you could be on one team, two and two, two could be on yep. the other oh, team. So you could play against people or with people. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. okay. You can do it either way you want to do it. But uh, but yeah, play Overcoat 2. It's great. It's fun. And we are going to spend many, 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 many Yeah, we actually had a busy week, so we hadn't really had time to play it a whole yeah, lot. Yeah, had some, had some guests in town. Then tore apart our house. Tore apart our house and we're cleaning it and doing some stuff, you know, just whatever, just the random adulting. things, that, adulting things that we do. So, can I have your table? I'm Which just t- it's gone, it's sold. <laughs> we can we give you no the contact information for the person who bought it, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so I can go steal it from them. Yeah, yeah okay, there you go. Cool, but yeah, so play Overcooked 2, it's great. Okay, well, after that, a brief uh, studio change. I should just like speed up this for the video part. Sorry, listener, audio listeners, you would miss out on that fun little tidbit. That but would be really fun. I'm probably going to do that now. Uh, but anyway, uh, Sam has stepped out for uh, the second part of it. Uh, and so we're going to wrap up at the second part of this. It's kind of an on the fly decision here because I wanted to be sure that we would have enough time to do this before I committed to it and said anything at the beginning. But I am going to give my final wrap up thoughts on Far Cry 5. Finally. Yes. It's about time. It, it, it did take me a while. So to get when did it. Far Cry 5 come out? Because it's still end semi of recent. It, it, end of end March. Of March. It's like yeah. March 27th, I want to say. So within this year. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not like I took I'm doing a lot better <laughs> of getting these new games and then finishing them quickly. Like I've already got doing Far Cry 5 now, already to God of War, like knocked out two big ones from this yeah, year. Yeah, that's a good point. You've probably finished more games than I have. Actually, I'm trying to finish up Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. But if trying. I can't if I can't <laughs> beat that guy, I'm about to throw in the towel. It's a I'm not gonna do that. I'm not going to go full bore into everything that I've already, because I did on my on the first impression episode that we did, I talked about a lot of this stuff already, so I don't want to rehash a lot of the old stuff, but I did just want to more focus on the story things about the game, 
I do want to go though for anybody who doesn't remember or didn't or missed that episode. That is episode one twelve. Is our, is my Far Cry Five first impressions? Okay. So you can go listen to all that. Basically, though, to sum up and to kind of and to recap it all, it's very much a, a Far Cry game. It like it very much holds the the same feel as far as gameplay and mechanics. You get to blow a lot of stuff up. You get to use a whole bunch of different weapons, and you have you know a cast of side characters that you interact with who help you along your way. Uh, they do carry over again. One of the fan uh, series favorites of Hank Herc Drubman. Uh, he is like this redneck guy who just, you know, helps, likes to blow shit up a lot. And so he usually uses like a rocket launcher and all this other <laughs> stuff. It's crazy. He's now been in Far Cry 4 and Far Cry Primal. He was showed up as a ca- like a caveman in that game too. And then he's back in Far Cry 5. Um, oh, Herc. Oh, Herc. But so really what I wanted to talk about is mainly story stuff here. So this is, I'm going to go ahead and throw out, this is spoiler heavy. Um, the My review on the in my first impressions where I talk about this, the beginning stuff that is spoiler free. So if you want to hear about that game, then come back to this point and listen, then do that. But spoilers from here on out. So like I said, I enjoyed it a lot because it is very much a far cry game. If you love far cry, you're going to love the gameplay of this. I got to say though, the story was not as good as I wanted it to be. So a couple of my thoughts based on mostly the advertising that I had seen and some of the articles that I read shortly after the game's release were that a lot of the advertising seemed to really be pushing the idea of this more mature story that was focusing on some fairly heavy and very interesting concepts like religious cultism. Right. And it seems like maybe from your reaction that it didn't go quite as uh, refined on that front as yeah. maybe we were thinking it would be. Well, because, yeah, again, for those who don't know, it's this cult has taken over this uh, county in Montana, Hope County, fictional, fictional county. And they've basically taken over. The very beginning of it is you're going, you're a, you're a deputy, and you're going with the sheriff and a U.S. marshal and a couple other deputies to go uh, arrest the leader of the cult, the father, and Joseph Seed is his name. And you're going to arrest him, and he basically, in the course of the events, like his followers freak out, and like this was crazy. Like one of the very first things that I was like, oh, this is going to get nuts. It's it's Far Cry. Is like he's he's telling you when you're arresting him, he's like. God will not let you take me in all this. And then you get him into your helicopter that you're flying away. And, and then the, like his followers start jumping on the helicopters. It's trying to take off and everything. You're trying to like not shoot at them because you don't want the situation to escalate, but they're starting to attack. And then it just all hell breaks loose. When one of the cultists actually throws themselves into the rotor of the helicopter to stop it and you wind up crashing, then you're taken captive by the cult and all the, you know, you are able to flee, but the sheriff, the other two deputies and the U S marshal are all taken captive. So that's kind of the, point of this game is then you have to go free all of them and okay and all this but the one thing that was different from other far cry games is that there is the father joseph seed then there are his two brothers jacob and john and then they're they call them her their sister but she's not actually related uh faith seed okay and so they the map is then broken into three regions john's region jacob's reason and then faith's region and then joseph's is in like this tiny compound in the middle gotcha so you go and will free each region and you will earn up these resistance points by doing like blowing up cult property or completing story missions in those regions. And when you gain enough resistance points, you'll call out the leader of that region and then you'll do a mission where you fight and then defeat the, the oh, leader. Okay. So a lot of the regular residents of Hope County then, they're not like fully on board with this. No, cult they're fighting thing. back. Okay. I see. It's like the, this whole county is becoming a resistance. And 
and so you that's uh, the first few missions that you do are like you're freeing local leaders who are then like all right we're now we're we're being able to fight back more you're, the manager of the local walmart it's, the mayor yeah <laughs> it's like a, a pastor is one of them that you have to free and all this other stuff so you're just slowly building up the resistance to fight back against the cult because and this is the one thing that doesn't make total sense like this is modern day america and and all this is happening and somehow you're completely cut off we're like the army's not coming. Like it's obvious, like something is happening. So, and I couldn't tell if this was a story, like just a a plot hole basically, or if you're just supposed to suspend that disbelief. I think that the, just for the sake of the story, I feel like you're just supposed to suspend kind of the broader reality. It just made more sense in the past games. Cause like for instance, Far Cry three, you're on a remote Island. That's just run by like there are villagers, but it's, but it's overrun by, uh, by drug Lords. So, I mean, that makes sense. You're not going to get outside help really. Uh, Far Cry four, you're in a dictator's country. You're fighting against the leader of this country. So he has the, he has the army, right. you know? And so it's, it's one of those things. So, but it's also like, this is a small count. This is a County in a state. It, you know, so it kind of seemed like a slightly not as easy to like handle that this could happen kind of thing. Right. Um, but I guess too. At the same time, this is supposed to take place in a couple of in a few days. It's not like weeks that you're doing this. Well, this is all supposed true. to. Maybe so it is just didn't more have of a compressed thing. I got gotcha. you. Um, but anyway, small thing in the grand scheme of things. But anyway, so you do all this stuff. But the whole the whole thing, and what to your point, what you were saying, where you felt like it didn't have the the impact that they, the you feel like it should because it not only was it taking on this, it also was dealing with a lot of you know it, it had a lot of similarities to the current political climate in America and all that other stuff too. And it, I don't know. It just, the villains were not good. Oh, see, that's such a bummer. They were just very bland. And a lot of the time when they would talk to you or they, you know, and, and this has been a thing in all Far Cry games, like they would call, they call you over your radio and they would like, after you finish like a story mission or something and they, and the, to like intimidate you and all that. And they do all that, but they're also, so it's trying to ha- have this evil while mixing it with this religious fanaticism. So you would think, that would be like the recipe for like some great villains. But the but John, Jacob, and Faith are just very bland. I will say the father is good. The mm-hmm. father is a good villain, but you don't interact with him as much. And so like and this was the other thing that kind of I was like, this doesn't make sense. Is that there would be these things, like say you you Get, there are like these tiers of resistance points. And once you would, before you call out the leader of the region and when you would get to a next tier, like John would send airplanes that would start trying to hunt you down and all that stuff. So add new enemies into the region and different things like that. But you would also be like, um, marked and like you would have a story mission that would happen at a random moment where basically you get captured by them. But that happens two or three times per region Per region, yeah, you get captured two to three times, and you're able to escape. And then they recapture you again, and they still don't kill you. See, that's just annoying. That exactly that seems stupid because why? Why? Yeah, I mean, granted, you're being a pain in their ass, and you're you know eventually you're killing their brother, like John, Jacob, and and uh, Faith, and all that, and you're doing all this. Why after you killed John, or the because I killed John first, I did free his region first. Why after that? Why did Faith not kill me? Like it just doesn't make yeah, that doesn't make any like, sense. I mean, you can tell they're trying to turn you to their side, but, but why? But why? But why? Why are you so special? Kind of a thing. And so that you know, and then they just would come up to you and they just talk like like they'd monologue at you. Yeah, and oh, it's just like boy. I don't. John was like trying to get you to just John's area. He tries to just get you to join. Like he's kind of their propaganda guy. 
Faith was in charge of this like drug that they would use to to get people to basically brainwash them and turn them into like mindless zombies to like join their cause. It was called Bliss, and she was in charge of growing the plants and like administering that. Um, and then Jacob is like the the army, like he was training everybody, so he was like brainwashing people. Uh, to be like elite soldiers and all this other stuff. And when you're in him, that's what you're getting that you have to do with him is he's brainwashing you because you would run through these missions. Whenever he would capture you, he'd come and monologue you and he would like, your trigger was this song that he'd like wind up in this this uh, you know music box and it would play for you and then you would like black out, wake up and you'd have to like run through this trial. But it was the same trial every time he did it. Like there was a new little bit at the end and I'll spoil it to this. The last time he does it, you wind up killing a leader of the resistance force that you're that's on your side. Oh. So that was a new thing. I was like, Oh, Whoa, I didn't expect that. Okay. And then when you're fighting with faith, she's had captured the U S Marshal. He, you rescue him from her, but he had already, she had already sunk her claws in him basically. Oh, and he okay. kills a resistance leader and like opens up this jail that was acting as a base for the resistance. And then the, the, um, Eden's gate is the cult. Okay. They are all able to get in. So there were some cool moments like that where I was like, oh, whoa, whoa. Like when I killed the, the leader of the resistance, not the main leader, but of a sect of it, I was like, whoa, wasn't expecting that. But also I had to sit through this thing three times before this happened. Like, yeah. I know they were trying to show he's indoctrinating you, but again, why? Why didn't he just kill me? That's it, really It dumb. was really weird. I, I, I didn't I like that. I agree that that's not the best use of the plot. And sometimes like when you were being captured, like the father would talk to you. And you would get in the, the father did have a very sinister feel to him. I really enjoyed him again because he's just very calm, collected. He's all you can tell that he has like he knows what to say and how to say it to like get these people to follow him. He's very using. He knows how to use his religious message to to get people to bend to his will. Very manipulative, and you can tell he's just evil and vile. But and especially like in this one in this one case when Jacob has you. He comes up and he tells a story about how he and his wife were uh, having a baby, but then they had complications and his wife died and died, and they were able to save his save his his child. And he's saying he's like, and I knew in that moment that I was being tested. This was God was giving me a choice on you know to show to let me choose my path. And I was as I stood over my newborn you know my newborn daughter in in the NICU or whatever, as I stood over, I knew what my choice had to be. And he basically says that he reaches over and he like closes off her oxygen tube and like kills his daughter. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, it's why? Because he's like, I couldn't. He's like, I had this greater purpose. I had to be like, I knew that now, like, I was freed of my earthly chains to be able to now lead this greater movement huh. and all this stuff. But so you like, you tell that, and which also is kind of like, that's kind of seems slightly for shock. Yeah, but that also just like seems unnecessary. But also, I was like, okay. And then, like after you would kill one of his siblings, he would have there would be this very like stylized thing, like he's been in the low light, or and he would like be like oh, John was, you know, John like talk about him, but then he'd like look directly into the camera at you, and be like, you know, fuck you up, basically kind of stuff. But he never does. Well, so th- and that's the thing. All this stuff. Um, the then at the very end, after you free all this, he calls you out. And, you know, you go back to the compound where you went at the very beginning and you have this thing and you confront him and you're talking to him and he asks and he basically says, you know, last chance, you can walk away or we can, uh, or, you know, we can, we can duke this out. We can fight this out. And if you choose, I went back and watched what happens basically. And if you choose to walk away, you know, you walk away and there's another ending, which I'll talk about in a second. Or if you choose to do the, to resist him, which I did, obviously, 
uh, you then see that while you were coming to traveling to him, he was able to capture again all of the pe- all like the the sheriff, the deputies you freed, and some and your guns for hire that you're able to get. There are these other side characters like Herc uh, and a couple other characters right that you're able to do a story mission for them and then they'll join you and you can have them be like an accomplice and you can give them orders like tell them like hey I want you to attack this person while I'm attacking over here. Okay. So just and your so little micro sidekicks. Yes. He has on he has all of them and he has them under his control. And so you have to fight him, you have to fight all of your companions too. So it's this really like oh he got everybody. And so you got to fight him and then you once you kill them, you're able to you basically just revive them and they're back on your side and so you ba- you okay. fight them all and then you push them back and then it's just him. Just the father, and you fight the father, you defeat the father, and you're arresting him. And then he basically is just like one of the things that have been copied, like when you talk to John, Jacob, and Faith before you kill them, is that he's she's basically they're all basically like killing me won't matter, killing the father won't matter. Like his plan is still going to follow through. The end, the end is coming, basically. And this was a thing that I hadn't necessarily picked up on, but as this final moment was happening, I was like, oh, oh, because all the all the brothers. The John and Jacob and Faith, they all had a bunker you had to go to. And there are all these old missile silos and everything around. And, you know, a lot of these people in Hope County are like doomsday preppers. So they all have like bunkers and all this different stuff. Well, as you're arresting the father, he's like, this doesn't change anything. We're all going to be fine. Or, you know, Eden's Gate, the, is, the prophecy will be fulfilled. The end is nigh. And like as he does that, a nuke goes off behind him. And you're like, what? <laughs> and so, like, so how did they get a hold of a nuclear bomb? So, as you've been driving around near the end of the game, you start hearing on your car radios that there have been like these escalation of. It almost seems like there is another like second Cold War been going on, and so like there, there's all those different things, and so he has somehow been able to get access to all this stuff. It, again, it wasn't very clear, and somewhat of a plot hole. Again, well, maybe I missed it or something, but it was not very clear how he got all this stuff. But it was very much basically all these nuclear bombs start going off all over the place. And huh. you you like all run to your truck and you're getting in, you're driving to this other uh, this other bunker and right as you get there, you crash. And the sheriff and the other two deputies are killed in the car with you. The father takes you then into the, because you're unconscious, he takes you into this bunker, kills the guy who's in it, who's the guy who helped you begin at the very beginning of the game. And basically, he's just like, you're mine now. And the world, this world is as I've foreseen. And you can hear over radios and stuff that like this is happening all over. See, so, I mean, I get that that's, I could see why people might think that that's cool. It was, it, granted, it was shocking. It wasn't necessarily like, oh, I saw this coming. It was shocking that it happened. And I was kind of like, oh, but, and, and it made me excited. And how I see that now, there could be follow-up to this. So will Far Cry 6 be take place in this like post-apocalyptic world? Which, I mean, that wouldn't be that would fit in Far Cry because they've said before that the Far Cry games are in the same universe. Okay. Like they're all connected. So would Far Cry, and then it even came out that the voice actor uh, for the father has hinted that the character will return. So, you know, there's all this, this different stuff happens. So there's a different possibilities of how this could go. Will the next game be a, po- a post-apocalyptic? Will it deal with the father again? Will it kind of be this collection of of bad guys that we've seen from other games and different stuff you know i don't really know how that'll work out but it does it it more left me interested for the possibility not with what i had been given okay because i know that i'm, I'm obviously not a far cry fan yeah. like that's not my series i don't really gravitate towards that type of game and i feel like the reason i don't is because of exactly what you've just described 
I just don't buy into the story. I just see too many plot holes. It seems to this not one, make sense. This one didn't, and that's my pro- and that was my main problem with it. The gameplay yeah. and the mechanics and all the things that make Far Cry games really fun was there. Like I still had a I originally was kind of thinking like, man, I'm not really into this story. I just want to get through it. I didn't. I wasn't, you know, planning on getting trying to get a lot of trophies or anything like that. I was just like, I'm going to get through it, going to get done, so I can play other things. But as I did get sidetracked into the various side missions, or just driving around and getting into random fights, like I did get sucked in, and then I did find myself wanting to like do some side activities and more stuff than I originally thought. So the mechanics and gameplay still pulled me into it. Just the the story was just was not there, which is really unfortunate because you know before, I felt like they had such a good opportunity. Well, like, before the story Far Cry great. Five came out, there was a big story about how some of the writers from Bioshock Infinite mm-hmm. had gone over to Far Cry 5 to help work on that story. Yeah. So I can see a lot of the similarities in terms of the religious cultism, having a cult leader that's very charismatic and um, magnanimous, mm-hmm. but where I think that it sounds like Far Cry maybe didn't deliver on that is it from what you've described it sounds like it tried to do a little too much and it went a little too broad yes and it wasn't able like i would have loved it had because that was the great thing about like far cry 3 is you fought voss who is a crazy good villain and then it was revealed later he has a boss fletcher i believe was his name that you had to then fight and deal with in the very end at the very end of the game but it was very refined you dealt with Voss for the most of the game he did the same thing though where he would capture you a couple times but then that led to his great monologue about the definition of insanity so you kind of forgave that a little bit because you got that great bit from him and but this one yeah I was just like why am I being captured just put a like honestly put a bullet in my head you guys like I mean it it really discredits a villain when you feel like their actions are so non-believable that you just can't like, if you don't respect the villain, then you don't care what they do. Yeah, yeah. it was very much, it just, it just did not click very well. And so the ending, if you do choose to just walk away, is you walk away, he lets all of your friends go with you. You get in the truck with the sheriff and everybody, and you're driving around, and he, you know the sheriff's like, we can't do anything. But then when you get in the truck, he's like, all right, we got to get to the army. we got to come back. We're going to shut all this stuff down. But then as you're driving away, the song that Jacob Seed uh, brainwashed you with comes on, and the screen, like, turns red and the sheriff's like what's going on and then it, so it's assumed that then you turn oh, okay. like you kill everybody there gotcha. so there's not a good ending to this game at all well i kind of like that that no matter what you too. choose all of the endings are bad i did i did like that too that's not a, something you see very yeah often. i think that's okay so so like i said mechanics mechanics were very much there they were a lot of fun the guns for hire was fun uh, i did like using that i still like to kind of just go alone uh, I did as I played the arcade mode more. Where I knew. I remember in my first impressions of it, I wasn't a big a fan of the arcade mode. But as I played it more, I got used to it, and it, and I liked it. I'm still not. They had some fun like uh, solo maps you could do, or the ones that you could have done with co-op that are more objective based rather than just like deathmatch and stuff like that. They were pretty fun to do. Uh, so I got. I grew to like that better. And. I'm just, but yeah, the, a lot of my thoughts on the mechanics stuff have not really changed from what from my first impression. So go listen to that episode again if you want to hear those. But yeah, the story just really drug it down for way more than I wanted to. So honestly, I've got to I've got to rate this one a sixty-five. Wow, sixty-five out of a hundred. Okay, yeah, that's pretty. It's pretty mediocre. It's yeah, it's 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 mediocre for most yeah, stuff. It was one of those things. It's like. I wanted, I wanted, I really did want it to be better, and I wish it would have because they did have a great opportunity to make a really killer story. Yeah, and I just feel, kind of feel like they squandered the opportunity. They kind of blew it. Yeah. Well, so. at least now everybody knows. Everybody knows. <laughs> everybody listens to us anyway. They know. But I mean, still, if you're a fan of Far Cry, it's still worth to play. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't say don't play it. 
if you're if you're a fan of the series. But if you're but maybe wait for it to go on sale, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Maybe don't play that pay that full price exactly. price tag. So so but there you have it. All right. Far Cry 5. Very informative. All right, so that wraps up our review-heavy episode. We got one of Overcooked 2 for you. Again, thanks for Sam for coming on to do that with us. And play that game. It's great. It's fun. And then we'll wrap that up with our Far Cry 5, with my Far Cry 5 review as well. But before we go, we do have to do our soundtrack spotlight for this week. And we're going to feature music again from Far Cry 5. I know last week I talked about the music in that game too, but I had one more track. And since I was talking about it again in this episode, I'm going to share this one too. This is... When the Morning Light Shines In, again, by Dan Romer from Far Cry 5. So it's uh, this, I talked about this one a little bit in the last episode. It's the one that does have the, like, it's a very slow, like, uh, saloon, Western saloon-sounding oh, piano right. song. I remember you talking it about that. It plays like when, okay. you're, when you're looking at your map and different stuff okay, like that. So, okay. uh, again, When the Morning Light Shines In by Dan Romer. All right. But with that, that concludes this episode of Team Chat Podcast. Thanks for listening this week. And join us again next Tuesday for our next episode. Uh, But until next time, I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. Adios. And she's not in here anymore, but our special guest, Samantha White-Wilson. Yay, Sam. Yay. (laughs) We'll see you all next time. Stick around for the song. Mm -hmm.